0: This program is pre-recorded.
1: Live with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.
0: All right, you know what? Now that I'm actually talking about that, we are going to Chile. We are going to Chile on the Kill the Noise Tour. Uh, I think we're doing, how many schools, Lucas? Is it 20? It's about like 20, 24, 26. Go up to the mic. Yeah. 24 to 26 schools. And then we're going to you know, do skate contest as we always do in the city. And we're, I think where we're going in Chile. Do you know Sebastian from Chile? Yeah, yeah. Iquique. Where's it called?
2: It's called Iquique. Iquique.
0: Iquique. Iquique. And it's a couple hours up from Santiago. North, yeah, north. But, dude, I just saw photos. It's like a
2: surf town. Yeah, it's a surf. It's weird because from my understanding, it's a surf town, but there's also, like, sand dunes. So it's, like, desert Off with road. the ocean right there. Yes,
0: yeah, so, so sand dunes. So we'll be able to... Uh,
2: They're cool people, man.
0: We'll be able to get on some quads off-road. You know Maybe, they got those there. I don't know.
3: They have to they're cool people though. surfing skating so is sebastian yeah yeah he's a cool yeah, he's guy a It's cool. gonna
0: go to, yeah, yeah. i think he's actually works in the school district right yeah or something yep. yep yeah teaches
3: english teaches math oh teaches math yeah teaches yo it's harder. gonna
0: be sick though i cannot yeah. wait to to get down there and uh tour the school so hey you know what maybe you're listening and you're in australia actually I'm, speaking of australia we're gonna be going back to australia too in august uh, we're gonna hit all the major cities from east to west coast of australia um, if you would like us to come to your uh, town, no matter where you're at in the world, invite us, and we will come. We bring the gospel to the schools. That's the whole great commission of, of uh, what Jesus has given us. That's our mission as the whosoever's is to bring the gospels to uh, people that don't believe, so that they can encounter God and and have a, a relationship with Him and be forgiven of their sins, and basically, it's simple as just living that life that He put us on this earth for. So. Today, we are going to uh, we're going to answer questions. I got Sean McKeon and Wade O'Neill in the studio today. You guys heard past shows with these guys, and they're always epic, and we always get a great response. If you do want to submit questions, you could do it in a couple ways. You can call uh, to one of the live shows, or you could actually just email us uh, at the Whosoever's. Uh, go to com, email us your questions, or on Instagram, on the Whosoever's. Or Facebook, you could submit your questions by typing or actually just do a video um, video question. Mm-hmm. Just uh, just record it and send it to us, and we'll play it live on the show and answer the questions. So yeah. we got a lot of questions. It's about to go down. Let's get into it. Sick. All right. Yeah.
1: Question number one. Why did God allow Satan to be in the Garden of Eden?
0: Why did he allow—well, first of all, let's do a little background uh, uh, story on Satan. Mm. We know that he is a. His name was Lucifer, son of the morning star, and it talks about him uh, being there at the throne of God. And you know, when when you read about him in Isaiah, you read about that he, the way he was built, he was uh, set in gold. It says that he uh, had wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. He was the most wise, most beautiful of 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 the heavenly beings. It says he has like different kinds of stones placed into him. He had like a. a what are they called like organs almost yeah like organ like placed into his chest uh he had like a it called it a tremble in in um in the king james which was like a it was like a symbol uh that had like uh, like like um what do you call it like um animal skin right Mm. so it's basically look it had like a drum on one side and they had like a tambourine like a tambourine that's what it was like a tambourine with like a with like a, some kind of a material on the side to create like a bass drum mm. so you got the bass drum you got the tambourine the cymbals for the highs he has the mids mid-range which is the organs and then his voice would have been you know the vocals and they believe some Bi- Bi- bible believers bible scholars believe that he was like the um choir director yeah. in heaven but he was one of the three angels you have
3: mm-hmm. archangels archangels he had uh, michael
0: michael which always came from jesus then you have gabriel or am I flipping it backwards? Gabriel came from God, and then they, they believe, we don't know, that from the Holy Spirit could have been the Lucifer archangel. So we know that there was a war in heaven. He was trying to revolt. He was called in a revolution to come against God because he said he wanted to ascend higher mm-hmm. than, um, than God. Basically, he wanted to be God. Mm-hmm. And he had some kind of clout in, in heaven with angels because one-third of the angels... Uh, join forces to come against God. And I always trip out on this. And let's, let's all kind of talk mm-hmm. about this for a second. I trip out on this because, like, what kind of clout did he have that they actually thought they could warn heaven to take God out? Like, mm-hmm. how? Like, what was the thought process if God is a spirit mm-hmm. and he lights up heaven and he's, he's massive? Yeah. How did they think they could revolt against him?
2: It was the apex of pride, you know, I think even, too, like, you see that in in human nature, to revolt against God is pride, to think you are... They were deceived. Yeah, because pride is deceptive. The Bible says that pride is one of the six things that the Lord hates. We're never more like Satan than when we're walking in pride. Right? And so the Bible says in Isaiah 14, mm-hmm. he said, I, w- I will exalt myself higher than God. There's all these I will statements that, that Satan made, and he was trying to usurp the authority of God, and it's the deception of, the deception of pride,
0: man. Mm. But that's so crazy that you, you get created, and you're there, yeah. and you're like, we could take heaven. Yeah. My storm,
3: and it, that's what it, it's deception. It didn't work too it's, well, though. It's deception. No, <laughs> hey, where's my uh, computer at? Did not work well. You it's know right the, there. The, the the fall me a the fall that took place there. Um, obviously, has impacted the the world as we know it. You know, and as you now fast forward to this question, is we see that Satan was cast down from the heavens. So as you said that we it's alluded to that possibly satan was the the choir director well he lost his place uh there in heaven and he was judged he was judged and so were the the fallen angels as well and they were cast down where did they go you know and so we see him here on earth in the garden of eden and the question is why did god allow satan to be in the garden of eden i think one of the the things of, you know, the Bible says that Satan, he is roaming He is wanting to always come against God. And the way that, God, that Satan comes against God is by coming against his creation. Hmm. Um, and we see that definitely in our culture today. You see that with homosexuality. It is rebelling rebellion against what God has created, male and female. And all the way back in the garden, you see that Satan there is alluring uh, to Adam and Eve Thinking that they are going to miss out on something if they don't follow his direction. Um, him having that ability to be there. I think the other question would be everybody likes to ask, why the, the tree of good and evil? Why was it there? Yeah. You know, all true worship must be linked to honesty and truth, and it has to be predicated upon a choice. God created man with a free will. A, a, a will that would demonstrate true affection, true adoration for the Lord. Because if He did not give us a, the ability to choose, true affection wouldn't it be the true adoration wouldn't it be there. You know, somebody can put a, a gun to your head and like force you to say, I love you, but they're only going to do that because they're being forced to. It doesn't mean that in their heart they truly care for you, they love you. God doesn't want cheap love. He doesn't want to... Um, force his way into your life he wants to give you an opportunity and a choice and that you see that mirrored all through scripture through Adam and Eve through Abraham they were given a choice to serve the Lord and I think that Satan being there is just one of those pawns that are used to to clarify like our um, love for God our choice to serve God over the deception of the enemy and obviously the enemy from that point on has always came through the lineage of the nation of israel and through the human race to believers are trying to discourage us in the walk of god and jesus said if you love me
2: keep my commandments a choice uh, love is a choice to be made not an emotion to be felt and so as sean was saying a choice was set before um, Adam and Eve to obey obey the Lord and demonstrate love through that and and they obviously didn't the, the only thing that the Lord will not touch in your life is your free will mm-hmm. he'll never touch your freedom to choose because he wants you to choose him in love um, that's our short answer
0: there it is and remember that God uh, Satan's not powerful he he I mean, he doesn't have power over God, basically. Mm-hmm. He could can, he can bug you and harass you, but Jesus is the creator, Satan is creation. Always remember that, they're mm-hmm. not equal, mm-hmm. not even close. Mm-hmm. So people like to always, Satan, you know, he's this and that, and it's yeah. like, yo, chill out, like, Jesus is the creator. <laughs> like, he made him.
2: Yeah, yeah. The, Bi- the Bible says even in all of eternity, we will judge angels. Mm-hmm. And that the Bible says in Ephesians 3 that Angels watch our lives to learn about the character and the nature and the love of God. So if you put that into perspective, Satan's a creative beating, but he's not just a created being, he's a defeated being. Yes, um, is he powerful? Yes, is he deceptive? Yes, does he want to destroy your life? Absolutely. But we've been given power over him.
0: Here's, here's from Luke ten eighteen. It says, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Mm so mm. that just shows you when he tried messing with god yeah, for sure. <laughs> peace out mm-hmm. that fast it's funny too i got a i got an instagram post the other day from someone that's i put a lightning bolt in a in a post they said hey uh lightning bolt rem, uh represents satan i'm like god created lightning bolts like people gotta like wake up you know yeah.
3: what i mean oh they use that scripture
0: yeah no. i've a lightning bolt oh lightning bolts represent satan no <laughs> It says, I saw him fall like lightning. Mm. didn't say Satan was a lightning bolt and got shot out from heaven.
3: <laughs> and imagine, and it this goes back to deception too, because when you look at deception, how could somebody be deceived if they're in the presence of God, if they're being able to lead in worship, if that mm. is the truth, and in one day it'll, it says, like, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven? That's crazy. And you brought up pride, and you bring up... Um, those things that people battle with, Jesus there is warning his disciples to not get, you know, followed up with pride when God starts using their life. Mm -hmm. And that's why he says, in just one instance, doesn't matter if you're the choir director in heaven, you can be deceived. And that's why he says, Mm -hmm. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Don't marvel that the demons are subject to you or any of these things that have happened to you in ministry, but marvel that your names are written in the book of life. Keep simple, stay humble and know your word, and be open to the Holy Spirit, and then there's joy and peace. That's an amazing scripture right there.
0: This is a, I'm gonna do one more verse on this guy, Satan. Uh, John one three eight. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason for the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil, mm-hmm. or the devil's work. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's so crazy. He's been sinning since the beginning.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep, a heavenly mm-hmm. being. He's a creator uh, of murder, he is a creator of lying, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things. And that's why you say if you have hate and murder in your heart, if you are a liar, you are emulating the enemy. He's the accuser of the brethren. Yeah. And and, accuser of the brethren, all that kind of stuff, you're being used by by the enemy. enemy,
1: For sure.
0: Cool. Right on. Let's do this. Next
1: question. All right. How do we know the Bible wasn't made up by man and is not a fake story to make people
2: believe in something they want us to? I think the Bible is like no other book. The, the Bible was written by 40 authors over a period of 1,500 years, and there is perfect harmony from Genesis to Revelation. Um, there's no contradictions, um, and so when, there, there's obviously multiple arguments that um, we could spend all day on, all night on discussing. Um, the authority of scripture and the authenticity of scripture and um but I, I, the bible says that, that all scripture is god-breathed um and it's profitable for rebuke for exhortation uh, so the man of god can be fully equipped for every good work and so um do you have anything to add to that well it's not good. like the
0: book of mormon where uh yeah. <laughs> they're trying to find these cities that existed yeah. and they can't find anything if you look at bible history it's, mm-hmm. it's a historical book obviously they're using it to find all these different sites um and they're finding them we've talked about this on the on the brett kunkel show a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. so uh for more of uh, that question i'd say look up the brett kunkel show it was about doubts the mm-hmm. show and then we talked
3: um in depth on that subject but the Word of God is so very important to the Christian faith because anybody can say something changed your life. You could say, I'm a Buddhist and yeah. now my life's changed. Yeah. I'm in a new age yeah. and this. You know, I have all these motivational speakers so that, that. so it's, it's predicated upon a, a philosophy. Why is the Bible so, that's why the Bible says God magnifies His Word above His own name. Yeah. yeah. It is so important to, to realize, and when you look at someone that says, "Well, how come the Christian faith? You say the Christian faith is right, but you know Buddhism was around like 500 BC, and like all these teachings that were there." Well, you look at the Christian faith. What is the Christian faith? The Christian faith is literally the fulfillment of Judaism, Judaism. Yeah. which is yeah. the Jewish faith. Yeah. It's Genesis and then the New Testament bringing it together. So you can take the the Christian faith going back all the way from that the beginning. When it comes in, uh, when you connect all the dots, and it is phenomenal, and no other book like the Bible yeah. has ever been able to be retained. You've heard, you've done the studies before, where it shows where you look at the the wars of Caesar and all these things that we prove to be um, historical facts. When it comes to the Bible, there is so much more factual literature that is connected to the Bible, showing it to be true than any other. Artifact than any other portion of any writings in the world that back it, the Bible is backed up far more. So,
0: okay, why did God create flies? <laughs> 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 For that answer, yes, previous show. Previous show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. What it's to pollinate flowers. You didn't know that? <laughs> like bees. That's nasty. Think about this. This is true story, listeners. So bees pollinate flowers, we learned, and also flies do. But flies are always on poop. And flies are dirty, yes.
3: That is nasty.
0: <laughs> Poor well, Hummie That's why you don't eat flowers. <laughs> All right. All right. And, next and bees. <laughs> next question. <They're laughs> to get the bees. That's hilarious. I'm
1: struggling with tattoos. I know the Bible says our body is a temple, but as a Christian, is it okay to get tattoos?
0: Oh, boy. Here we go again. (laughs) Who wants to feed into this one? You
3: go, Wayne.
2: Appreciate it. You have tattoos, Uh, Wade. Yeah, thank you. You're going to burn in hell. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Obviously, we we know the... the, um, what they just quoted, our body being a temple, First Corinthians chapter 3, different portions of the New Testament. In the Old Testament, in the book of Leviticus, it mentions not uh, marking your body for the dead and um, and the repercussions of that. Um, I think it's in Leviticus, Sean, or yeah. Leviticus 15, Sean. Um, so, um, as it pertains to tattoos, is it the imparnable sin? No. Is it sin to... Um, to tattoo your body to tattoo your body um i think different people have on ta- on the issue of tattoos i believe different people have different liberties so um if you feel a conviction don't get a tattoo if you don't feel a conviction then that's on you
0: i got a question for you revelations nineteen sixteen. In the, in the new king james or here's the king james it says and he half on his i'm going to go to the new king james and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords
2: mm-hmm.
0: so is on his leg it's on his leg and his robe his name's written jesus we're talking about in revelations so he has some kind of marking on him mm-hmm. He's, isn't he going to give it some mark too when we get to heaven. So I mean, he has a marking. I've I've heard that verse before, but yes, you know, as far as, um, I think it's just personal convictions.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yep. If you feel uh, that it's bad, then don't do it. You know. But if you yeah, feel, yeah. you know, I've heard so many stories of people asking about a tattoo, like a Revelation scene or something, and then the people start witnessing to him. So it also it also works as a, a witnessing a tool too I'm not saying get it to be a witness I'm just saying I've I've heard amazing stories from them Um, I have a lot of friends that actually tattoo people and they they share with them all the time because they're sitting in their seat for six hours yeah so it's all, I, it all comes to the whole. It all comes down personal work of the Holy Spirit.
3: Yeah. When you go look at Leviticus, you mentioned it. You know, Leviticus is a mention to getting markings that are declaring the the day of dead or, or like yeah. you know yeah. it's evil. You yeah. know, and that's what what he was rebuking there in Leviticus, so they wouldn't take the culture that was surrounding them. You know, obviously, it's the, the matter of the heart with a lot of these things. I, I would caution people doing stupid stuff, getting yeah, done tattoos sure. emotionally. And the other thing is the funny thing is people get in Scripture and they don't even believe them or they don't even follow them through. Yeah. then they make you look foolish. I'll, I'll, it's like putting a bumper sticker on your car or something like God that. God uses the 4 <laughs> Yeah, all, Like all of my tattoos I got after I got saved and
2: when I was younger. And I regret, I regret them now. Um, yeah. It's fun trying to answer my kid about them. Yeah. So, well, Mickey, mean, it, it, Mickey Mouse
0: it, it, on your back. Yeah, it, you, it all that, was, back, that yeah. was a mistake. That was a mistake. definitely <laughs> a mistake. No, every
2: it's each his own, man. You know, so.
0: that 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 uh, butterfly and that rainbow, or <laughs> that butterfly and that navel piercing. That was also a
3: mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Wait. Hey. Yeah, the other wait thing, what are Hold on. Uh, if you're spending so much money on tattoos and you don't have a car. You don't have things. That's another thing. You got to keep things in balance too. People get they go overboard on. But some what does stuff. it
0: say? Revelations, revelations. 19, I, I know 16. what you're talking about. Okay, and on his robe was written. So it's on his robe yeah. material. But then it says, and on his thigh a name written. Yeah, thigh. doesn't it saying it's a robe on his thigh. It's like right. his thigh.
3: Yeah, but I think it would be speculation to go far as like, it's a tattoo, it could be a marking, it's a marking. it could be a marking. It's a marking, I don't it know. Is it is what is. I'm not saying Jesus is getting tattoos. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. some kind of marking. I mean, people, if they use that as like a backup verse, I, yeah. I mean, I, I want to use
0: that. I know. I'm just going, what does that mean? Okay, so what else? What's next? <laughs> All right, next question. I don't think they're giving tattoos in heaven. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> How can I enjoy someone's last moments when I know know their time is short?
2: perspective man Mm. perspective i think it becomes enjoyable when if you know that they're saved obviously that drastically changes uh the dynamic of a relationship so if they're not saved all prayers and all your effort needs to go to to seeing that person um accept the 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 lord and, and give their life to christ but um you know the bible the bible talks about us being eternally minded and this world is not forever. I think death is just the, the, an amazing, uh, s- lack, for lack of better terms, but smack in the face of just how, how short life is. The Bible says that life is but a vapor. It appears for a while and it vanishes away. In fact, any time you hear life referred to in Scripture, it's referred to as something that it, uh, very short. Psalm 103 says it's like a wildflower. It appears for a while. And it vanishes away and its place is remembered no more and so you have to realize that the brevity of life and i think that goes for every relationship whether the person is with you um, or is or is facing death or is or is not you have to value relationships you have to slow down and you have to value your relationships with your children your relationships with your wife you have to invest in relationships because when they're gone it's too late. Mm-hmm. And so I think I've always said this in being in pastoral ministry. That's one of the things that's like always in front of your face. All that. I remember I went through a year where it was like every month I was doing multiple, for a year straight, multiple funerals for children. And it just messed with me, man. And so it, it gave me like this unhealthy fear with my own children, Yeah, I you know, imagine. of like this obsession of like, okay, I gotta make the most of the second because it's, they may not be here tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but you have to invest in those relationships. You have to make time and and value when you're with them, but also when you're away with from them, praying for them. And so a lot could be said on, on that issue. Yeah.
1: All right. Cool all right next question
2: do you guys like being
3: parents and how do you balance your time <laughs> <laughs> do i like a being a parent I Sean, did, Do you like being i a parent? love being a parent to me it's the the gra- greatest calling hmm. that you can have in your life to be able to impact your children's life there's nothing like it when you teach the bible hmm. Um, to me it just amplifies everything from the trust factor that a child has for their father or for the mother, mm-hmm. um, the, the faith that they have, they love, the adoration that they have mm-hmm. for you. The 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 reality is that they mimic you. And so if you you're acting like a fool or like or you know, you say something dumb or whatever, they'll mimic you. <laughs> the same thing as if you are doing what is right, like they'll mimic you. They watch you pray, they want you read, they they see what you do. Um, it's it's a great thing um i look at it it, ha- it has a lot of great value and i know the question was like how do you balance the time you got to you got to mm. fight for that time you got to fight for that time you got to be able to see for us that we serve in full-time ministry our schedules can be very crazy and a lot of times it's not going to always going to be the quantity it's going to be that quality of time and you can't be like that old that the guy is like oh, i'm gonna go do, hang out with my friends go do this or whatever you can do that but, dude, if you're not investing into your children, dude, you're, you're missing out on what God has for you. Dale used to always say, like, if I see these guys going out on a fishing trip and, like, they don't have one of their sons with them, I'm like, do you think you're really making a mark on this earth, really? Go hanging out with your boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the adoration that your children have towards you, like, there's nothing like it. And the, the lessons that you've learned in your own personal life uh, that you can pass on to them, is a great thing. I know with my boys, like I want them to, I think we did this on another show prior where it's like, I want them to be inspired for whatever God God has for them. Yeah, totally. You know, I don't want them to fit in my mold. I want them to be who God's created them to be. My prayer is that the opportunities that I've been given like in the Lord and the ministry, that they will sur- supersede all that God's sure. done in my life. You know, just recently they were asked, what do they want to be when they grow up? Uh, My oldest son, Cohen, says he wants to be a baseball player and retire to be a pastor. For Jet, he wants to be a UFC fighter and retire as a pastor. And then my little one, Uriah, wants to be a garbage man because (laughs) he wants to get all the toys that we throw in the trash all the time. (laughs) So it's like amazing to me how the affection that is there. And I I think that it's hard. There's nothing like it's hard, dude. It's, It's hard being a parent because it's hard being a husband um when you walk with the if you want to be a successful husband uh father it's going to come back to you dying to self Mm -hmm. there's a relationship with god denial of self pick up your cross and walk being a a husband you got to die to yourself you can't do everything your own way you have to take another person's uh, life into consideration your wife Mm -hmm. and then for your children you're not a single person no more Your children's life matters. God brought them into your life for a reason. And I just think you got to be mindful. I, I, I love being a parent.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we have like three minutes. So it's, I guess you go. It, ahead.
2: It's a calling, you know. Yeah. Um, like when you're with your child, be with your child. Yeah. You know, be invested in your child. I think you can like bring work into that relationship or you can bring ministry into that relationship. When you're with your kid, be with your kid. Someone once told me that um, kids spell love T I M E. The time mm-hmm. you know invest in your kid like like sean said you're not always going to have a massive quantities of time with your children but when you're with your kids be with your kids yeah. love your kids and um put on that hat you know
0: yes i i want them to be whatever they want to be you know mm-hmm. just open up doors for them to yeah. to find their calling what sadie wants to be a doctor i don't know what the identical twins want to be yet but she wants to help people but um yeah, it's uh, no, it's amazing. They definitely show you. They mimic you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. And you're like, that's like me, or, that's <laughs> like Crystal. <laughs> what the heck? And uh, no, it's 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 exciting. It's definitely exciting, and it's you have to invest because, you know, if you don't teach them, then the world's gonna teach them. For sure. For sure. They're gonna learn somewhere else. And you know, I told Chris, I like, oh, we gotta be very transparent with the kids. We gotta protect them, but we gotta if they don't we don't tell them yeah. certain things they're gonna learn it you,
2: yeah. you can't be checked out as a parent in this no, world no, no, no. no and you gotta possible. watch like
0: like just like netflix or something yeah. like they'll be watching like pj mask or something yeah. like the warrior you know those yeah, little yeah. saviors of the world <laughs> and then all of a sudden they could just click on something else not i mean we, we do all the clicking but dude like netflix i mean there's a lot oh, of stuff yeah. that has to do with For like sure. witchcraft and like there was this one show on the other day. I don't know how it got on. I, I looked, it, but there was like these dark shadows mm-hmm. with these like all-seeing eyes that they were trying to kill. Wow. These I'm like, what the Dude, there's so much stuff that these kids, my point is these, if you're not paying attention,
3: mm-hmm.
0: these kids can just get the world, like the, penetrated with the stuff from the world. Sure. And there's a lot of stuff that is not cool that is just in cartoon mm-hmm. format mm-hmm. that they can just go into their minds and they can just grow up with this stuff. So you got to watch out from Bible. a very young age, train them up, make sure that they're reading the Bible stories or you're reading the Bible stories to I got young kids mm-hmm. and then they have like, you know, they have like the Bible app that has like the little cartoons or any of those kind of things. But yeah, no, it's awesome. I'm just, you know, honestly, I'm excited to be able to like, want to, I want to take one at a time on a, not like a big tour I uh-huh. do, but like a, a quick speaking engagement uh-huh. or something oh. fun. Like I want to be able to take them on the plane and travel them. But now with the coronavirus, you know, <laughs> You know, there's a lot of things That's I want to do, I do, but we'll we'll see right now. You know, but uh, I want to travel with them. Yeah, no, my dad used sure. to travel with me, and I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. you know, it's been uh, it's been awesome. But we're gonna go to the break. Uh, if you haven't downloaded the Whosoever's app, download it to get the last three years of radio shows at the Whosoever's uh, You can get it all. And um, I'm trying to think what else is up there. Uh, we have our products. We have uh, all kinds of stuff. So get there, check it out, and we'll see you guys right after break.
1: Okay. More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag #LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration then- when I say... Now, back to
0: live with Ryan Reese.
1: Don't say it, we didn't
2: Loud
0: noises! All right, I got Sean McKeon and Wade O'Neill in studio, and we are taking your questions. If you want to hit us up on the Instagram at the Whosoever's, shoot us a video message, question, or uh, type it up, or just go to thewhosoever's.com and shoot your questions through. We love getting all your different questions and answering them here. Or you can even call in uh, to a live show as well. So what is the next question? All righty. The next question. What is Calvinism
1: and how can we know who is right?
0: Mm. How can we know who is right? All right. Well, first, let's break down Calvinism
2: um calvinism is can be broken down into five points a lot of people break down the acronym of tulip the t stands for total depravity the, the u stands for unconditional l- election the l sp- stands for limited atonement the four, the uh the i the fourth is irresistible grace and um the p is perseverance of the saints so I mean, a, a very basic way to break down some of these is to be, to believe in the the total depravity uh, of man. We believe in that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, unconditional election. Um, they believe that some are chosen for salvation and some are not Mm -hmm. um limited atonement that christ atoning death on the cross is only for the elect uh, the elect a select few for those Uh, ones that are chosen yeah they believe in irresistible grace meaning um if you are meant to be saved you cannot resist the grace of god in your life that you will be saved um perseverance of the saints that the lord will preserve you to the end we we hold to that view so a lot of i mean we're not going to solve this debate right now smarter people than us have been debating this for
3: Many, 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 many years, and the debate the
2: debate continues.
3: Yeah, and I think that you're you're right. Like when you go through these, like there's scriptural backing to mm-hmm. each each one of them. Um, but what happens is you go to the extreme. Yep. And so this is a debate, and you said it like the last 300 years, man hasn't been able to solve. And uh, uh, Calvinism, if it being on one side, and Arminism being on the other side, where Arminism is given more to c- complete free will, mm-hmm. and some of the Calvinism to the extreme almost seems like it would take the, the free will out of it. Total depravity, it's not just being depraved, as the Bible says, um, all have fallen short of the glory of God. There is mm-hmm. none righteous, no, not one. That is a scripture mm-hmm. reference. But they say so depraved that you don't have the ability to choose or to ask the Lord into your life by the Holy Spirit. You're so depraved unless God does this Supernatural work—you're not going to have the ability to choose. It could go to that extreme, and though man is depraved, when God's Holy Spirit starts working in their life, they obviously can come to the saving knowledge of the Lord. Um, the, the other one—the limited atonement, okay, yeah. only for for the elect—those mm-hmm. are the things that kind of get cloudy. Um, but I think what it comes down to is you got to have balance. Mm-hmm. You know, there are when we hear about calvinism you hear, hear it brought up there's amazing bible teachers that believe in all the the five tenets of of calvinism but usually what happens is it it waivers on stuff if you go to calvinism to the extreme evangelism actually starts to take a little bit of a back seat yeah. because people are, you, some are going to be chosen some are going to be like you know you can't force you can't you know what i'm saying yeah. um so it's just keeping things in balance and that's like the calvary chapel mo- movement was always based upon being in the middle of both things. We believe that um, God has a choice, He has a responsibility. Um, and I think, it, again, it's just like with any other kind of teaching and doctrine, people can get very unbalanced when they're focused on, on yeah. one side. And whenever it comes to these debates of Calvinism and Arminianism, one thing that I, I caution people: if you start getting in the flesh in an argument about who's right over a spiritual thing, you've already missed the mark. Yeah. If you're getting all upset because your way is right and you're trying to win an argument over spiritual things, it's foolish. You've got no time for that. I think the, the always a safe answer is abiding in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, living in an abiding
2: relationship. And love that's a relationship philosophy of with the Lord, and that's yeah. that's what we believe. Uh, you point to John 15. Um, and, the the evidence of bearing fruit in a believer's life. I don't think the question is, has a person lost their salvation? I think the question is that was that person ever genuinely saved and filled producing with, and fruit. by the power of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And so a lot of people. I mean, you have it in Matthew seven. Lord, Lord, we cast out demons in your name. We did mighty works in your name. And Jesus will answer to them, Depart from me, you servants of iniquity. I never knew you. And so you can. Say you're, say, you can even look like a Christian. The Bible even says in Matthew 13 that the wheat and the tares they grow up together, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. we can sit here and de- to debate the mm-hmm. theology or Calvinism and, and all these different things, but are you, do you, do you have an, a relationship with the Lord? Are you abiding in that relationship with the Lord? We don't, we're not um, saved by the works that we do, we don't believe that. Mm-hmm. We, but the works that, that take place in our life are, are natural. Um, outcome of a relationship with Jesus. And
3: seeing the totality of scripture too, right? So for you to say to somebody, and this is like you look through all the epistles that Paul wrote, and there is a lot of exhortation to your spiritual life, Mm -hmm. to churches. Mm -hmm. Ephesus was a church, one of the most prominent churches in the the early church age. Um, uh, John taught there, Timothy taught there, Paul taught there, obviously his longest tenure was there, but there was a lot of correction. The mm-hmm. um, same thing in, the, in Galatians, in the Galatia region, which um, spoke about multiple churches in that mm-hmm. surrounding area. So these were churches that were developing spiritual growth, having a relationship with God. They were founded upon missionary journey, evangelists going there, preaching the gospel, and now churches developing and them growing in faith. And Paul is writing to them to encourage them, like say, look, if you are a believer and you're walking by the Spirit of God. Do you think it's right to continue going back into sexual immorality, into adultery, and all these things? He let it be known that if you call yourself a believer and you are continuing living these lifestyles, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. And that that's a big thing too. It has nothing to do with like, oh, um, can you lose your salvation? People can walk away. Yeah. People sure. can can backslide and never repent. I believe that's what the Bible teaches. Yeah, I, I think yeah. you see that in multiple places. Sure. When you look at the end of the, the, the book of James, even, it says, James says, brethren, if anyone has been overtaken in a trespass and you as a brother go back and restore that one, let it be known that you have saved that person from death. And that mm-hmm. word is eternal death. So he called them brethren. They walked away from the faith, but you were able to encourage them and bring them back to the faith. Let let, let, let it be known that you have saved them from punishment mm-hmm. it's not walking on eggshells mm-hmm. it's not you know saved by works by any means but it is that abiding in christ being connected with the lord it's not saying a prayer and asking christ into your life and living however you choose a man that is led by the spirit of god is one that's going to be obedient to the holy spirit it's in it's just his life. it's just
0: basically like look at judas judas uh he was with the disciples when they said jesus says, there's someone here at the table that's going to deceive me Mm. and they didn't even know who it was this guy walked the walk he talked the talk he was basically you know we've talked about this before he was the biggest poser in the bible yeah. mm. posing to be something but there was no fruit in his life he was corrupt he was stealing there was no transformation was he ever saved
1: mm-hmm.
0: no doesn't from the scriptures doesn't look like it because no. it says he was always stealing money from the from the yeah. the pot you know yeah. and then he deceived jesus and, and so that's the whole thing so, do yeah, you have ca- a relationship with yeah. God, or do you not? A yeah. lot
2: of people get caught up on the predestination thing, and and they'll quote Romans eight twenty nine, who for who he foreknew he also predestined, and they stop there. They forget it. The Bible, if you read on in that verse, it says that they predest he was pre- you've been predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. That's the mm-hmm. sanctification work of the Holy Spirit in your life in an abiding relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: and it's it's man trying to interpret yeah. what mighty God has proclaimed. Yeah. It's like, where does God's grace in the begin? We don't know. We, we, how did, how t- come some, some people get so many chances um, compared to somebody else? Yeah. Dude, we, we don't know. The yeah. Bible says that God's ways are high above our ways, like, and we just submit to him in the power of his word, and he will always show himself to be true and faithful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's bomb. Yeah. Bomb.com. Bomb. Uh, You know what? I'm going to hit on... No, I'm not going to hit on that subject. Okay, let's go for the next one. All righty. Next question.
1: How can I be more in tune with the Holy Spirit and how can I trust the Holy Spirit during evangelism? It can sometimes be difficult to decipher. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, evangelism is is an interesting thing because, you know, we've talked on the show, shows before about how, first of all, you know, a lot of uh, people that are not Christians, they they just think that Christians want to come and close the deal, which in one aspect we do. We want to, we want to introduce people to mm-hmm. Jesus. That's the Great Commission, but also it's on the the approach, mm-hmm. and I think that's where you get tripped up is the, in the approach of like connecting to mm-hmm. actually talk about God and depending on the Holy Spirit. So, um, it's the way you the way you. I think the way you're going in for for the approach and then i think the holy spirit will show up but um it's just finding that common ground with that person because you can't just walk up and start preaching to the guy um, it's yeah. not gonna go well and maybe this person is going you know i've been just walking yeah. and trying to preach to the guy and how do i know when it's the holy spirit because yeah. it's not working yeah. i think it's the approach first of yeah. all yeah.
2: And I think you have to be spirit. I, I'm not big on. I know a lot of people are, but I'm not big on these like um, different methods of evangelism. Right. I'm, I believe Do you know in, the
0: methods? I don't even know what the methods. There's a lot
2: of them, but I don't, I don't want to throw them out there. Yeah. But, you know. But I believe in spirit-led evangelism. If the Lord leads you, He prompts your heart, He opens the door, then re, then go and obey and, and go in the power of the Spirit. But also realize like the results are not in your hands. Number one. Yeah. And the power's in the message. some 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 plant some water god gives an increase the bible says and so the 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 beginning of the question how can i be more in tune with the holy spirit you have to develop a relationship with the holy spirit that's why paul exhorts us to be pray praying and in seeking the lord for what the gifts of the spirit are in your life you know, you're not going to know the voice of the Holy Spirit apart from be, having a relationship with God through His Word. You're not going to know the Holy Spirit through without a relationship uh, with God in prayer. And so you have to develop this relationship with the Holy Spirit and um, being sensitive to His moving and, and open to His voice and really feeding the Spirit and starving the flesh.
3: Yeah.
0: So with that said, you know, when I do evangelism, like if I'm in the streets or at a concert or whatever, i um, I'll talk to people and then i'll see if god's leading in that i'll i'll poke around as in like start a conversation Mm -hmm. with them start community you know communication and then either god will open the door and i'll go in you know i'll go into to to evangelize and then some it's it's not there and i walk away and sometimes you know people could try to force it yeah they go we're gonna go evangelize we're gonna go give the gospel to everyone we meet on the street we'll It might not, you might talk to some person, it might even, you might not even lead you there. Mm -hmm. You might talk to him to kind of get it going, however you get the conversation going, Mm -hmm. but it might just lead to praying for the guy, and that's okay. Yeah. You might just pray, you might not even lead him to the Lord, you're just like, hey, let me just pray for your family, and that's okay, you don't have to, you know, close the deal or whatever, or you might even just, you might just have a conversation, and the Holy Spirit might not even lead you to even to to open up about the gospel and that's okay too because this all goes back to being led by the holy spirit but you're willing yeah but you're willing you're just putting yourself out there and then some boom the holy spirit just does it and you're leading the lord you know what I mean so it's okay like you don't have to go close deals just be led by the holy spirit and um yeah
3: I think the big thing is like not the methods and the programs. Yeah. You know, you, you treat people how you wanna be treated, like if you were back in the day and somebody just comes up and just preaching to you without even really caring what you have to say. Like you, you don't wanna be that way. And then being open to the Holy Spirit it's not in different settings. I remember you know, having uh, an opportunity when I was uh, getting my house and sitting down with a person that we were signing papers with and they started asking you, you know, what do you do? Blah, 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 where do you grow up? And you start these conversations mm-hmm. and then boom, it just entered into this conversation and actually you see the girl getting broken mm-hmm. by just a couple things that, that, that we, we had said. It ended with her weeping and me and my wife praying over her and just encouraging her in the things of the Lord. You know, you look at the Bible and you see how how Paul and the disciples moved in the book of Acts. Like, you know, there's sometimes where Paul just came like in the time of, of Athens, he came and he was just burdened. He was surrounded by a bunch of people that were religious. They were seeking spirituality, but they were confused. And then he, he looked for a common ground. He didn't just mock them and put them down. He says, look, I, I know you're very spiritual. You know, you're, you're seeking, um, you know, re- truth or whatever. But there's a one statue here that's to the unnamed God, unknown God, and I wanna speak to you about the unknown God, the one that created the heavens and the earth and spoke the world into existence. And he gave, he met them at a level where they can connect and then he gave them the gospel through it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you see that through multiple times throughout the book of Acts, even the way Jesus spoke uh, with people. Um, He talked to them individually. He cared about them as people. He knew who they were, Mm -hmm. and he knew the words that needed to be said at that time. And when you're led by the Spirit of God, like you said, there's going to be sometimes where the Lord tells you to speak and sometimes where it's just Mm -hmm. connecting. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're going to run into that person again, showing love, showing concern to them. And uh, the God God uses in a lot of ways. But when you get yourself caught up in a program, oh, if he says this, and I'm going to say that scripture. If he says this, I'm going to say I, that. I've
0: never even, dude, that's so funny. But people I've, do that. I
3: never even think about yeah. that.
0: And what you were saying, sometimes you just, because if you're just, in, if you're uh, reading the Bible and you have that relationship, you know, you just, uh, you just get in these conversations and God, sometimes you don't even know God's using you. It just happens. The yeah. words just come out. Yep. He just gives you those words. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that whole program, if he says this, I'm going to counteract him with this. He's going to do this. Dude, you don't think they see that coming? If, you are, if, you're mode,
3: if your mode in evangelism is to win an argument, you've already re- missed the mark. Yep. Your, your heart in evangelism must be birthed through love. Through the love of God pouring out of your life, the desire to see people know the truth that has set you free. Mm-hmm. And if that's your heart and motive, it's not just the result, it's being obedient to the Lord. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to be free in Christ. You're going to see that God it, doesn't need you. He gives you the opportunity to be used by him, but he doesn't need you. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we are just planting seeds. And, and sometimes if you force your way into someone's life, um, you got to have sensitive. That's why the Bible says the Lord forbid Paul and the disciples to go in a particular region. You have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit when to go, when to stop, And, you know, I've had that before when you start having this conversation about a a particular thing, and um, maybe you almost got them. My brother, Ryan, was one of them. Like when I was sharing with him, his buddy that was a firefighter at the time said, your brother's really close to accepting the Lord. And then my brother did have some hang-ups, and then we started talking for a while, and, you know, he had questions. We went back and forth, and I felt like we just hit a wall and just left it. And it's all good. And we prayed. That's it. A week later, he comes to church. He sits in the Bible study. Dale's teaching, mm-hmm. and the the study was on the untamable tongue, James chapter three, mm-hmm. and it broke him. You know, all of it was in preparation for yeah. what God was going to do in the end. Yes,
0: yeah, we're all just um, yeah, we have different um. God uses us in different ways. Yeah, but He's the one that makes it grow. For sure. Makes this grow. Yep.
3: Evangelism is important. You know, the the Bible tells us that we are to proclaim the gospel. We're living in a world today that has a lot of bad news every single day. You know, it gets over, it, it just can depress you so, so easily. But there is a solution to be set free from this crazy world and its founding friends. But Christ.
0: people are looking, yes, that's all true. Yeah. But when you look, when this person that's looking at you that's not a Christian, what do they see in you that is even attractive mm-hmm. that they would even want this? you know like yeah. are you coming at them with like all you got your questions all online like you're trying to close a deal are you being judgmental you want to win the <laughs> argument like you know what I mean like you gotta remember they're looking at you mm-hmm. like do i want to be like this guy yeah <laughs> and that's the whole other thing yeah so when something you're trying to share with the lord just remember they're looking at you going do i what am i looking at and if i accept this and then this is the rep this is the representative of this and that actually really yeah. changes things. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? You want to be cool, like yep. cool, as in like you want. You don't want to, you know, scare them away, basically. For sure. Stand for what you believe, but um, it has to be attractive. And you know, the real relationship with Jesus Christ and who He is and what He's doing in your life is attractive. Hmm. That's the thing. I mean, we see it all through the Bible.
1: Do we have any more questions? Yes, sir. Next question. I'd love to know how to combat. Bitterness in a season of refinement.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: How to combat bitterness yeah. and refinement. Oh, man. It's a place where humbling takes place in your own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you got to let things that impacted you, you just take it to heart, you take it to the Lord. Yeah. Um, but you can't live in a, in a world of bitterness, you know, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I was teaching my kids this the other day because... Uh, two of them have gotten in trouble in class the other day because well, you know my one son was kind of belittling this other kid because they always get this answer wrong or you know my son Jets smart so he he's right in these areas I'm like doesn't matter if you're right if you beat somebody down with your words and make them look foolish that's not good that's not pleasing me for the Lord you know it, the fruit of the Holy Spirit and I just read it to them the difference between the works of the flesh and the work in the spirit because the work in the flesh. Hmm. Bitterness comes out, resentment, Mm -hmm. jealousies, envy—like it's all the flesh—and you have the ability to tear somebody down with your words, and it just makes them feel horrible. Mm -hmm. But you also you have the ability in the spirit to have uh, that joy, um, the 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 self-control, all those things through the Holy Spirit that can impact lives. Mm -hmm. And you just have to make uh, make a decision when it comes to this. It is saying, Lord, I don't want to. I know the places in my life that I'm weak in. I wanted my life to be an example of you and I just don't want to, I I don't want to take any day for granted, so I don't want resentment and bitterness. It destroys me, it decays you. When you allow bitterness and resentment to own your heart, it actually physically starts to destroy you Mm -hmm. and spiritually hinder you.
0: There's research, doctor research that says that it destroys you internally.
3: When you take everything to the Lord, you put things in perspective, recognizing you got to see people through the eyes of Christ. That's your wife, that's your children, that's your friends, everybody around you, because people are going to bum you out sometimes. you got to keep things in perspective. Nobody's going to be perfect, but you can't live a life and be justified in the Lord if you have bitterness and resentment towards people.
2: The Bible says to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. And so there's going to be times and seasons of bitterness, whether you're done wrong or uh, however you were treated was not fair, or your situation was just challenging. Um, you can't control the other person, but you can control if you bring your heart to the Lord or not. And so you have to bring, be diligent about bringing your heart to the Lord and refusing to live in that bitterness because it's bondage. It's bondage, you don't want to live there. The Lord doesn't want you to live there. You don't want to operate in in the flesh. You want to operate in the spirit. And you, the Bible says that the spirit gives life; the flesh profits nothing. And so, to stay bound in bitterness, it's it's again, it's a, it's a choice. And there is a, it can be. as that person that wrote in said it can be a season where you are you have to work through this with the Lord. And what the Lord's going to end up doing is He's going to end up showing you your own inconsistencies in your life, mm. not to condemn you, but to humble you yeah. and to say, "Man,
3: by the grace of God, by the grace of God, there go I." You know, there was a guy that I was really close with here in the ministry and, uh, you know, you've always heard that saying, keep your eyes upon the Lord, not man. It's easier said than done. We, we have the, because man's right in front of you. And especially if it's somebody that you lo- look up to, when you look up to them and maybe they discourage you, um, it can impact you greatly. You can have a resentment or bitterness like well up in your heart. And this individual started to allow, and this guy was the most happy-go-lucky, positive person. But I, I remember he went through a season in his life where he started getting bitter. Mm. And then, when you start getting bitter, you start getting critical of everything. Mm. You start getting critical of all the different pastors and teachers and the church and this and that. You can find problems with anything. And it started destroying him and decaying him. And then he had to do some soul searching in his life. He had to be broken, he had to be humble. And, dude, I saw a, a true miracle happen in his life because as a couple months went by, he was in this season. He came out of it and it was by the conviction of his own heart who do you think you are you've fallen short and now god's using him he's a pastor in another state now and being used in a powerful way Um, but he went through a season where his focus got blurred and the enemy was trying to bring in deceitful or in um, bitterness and it was hindering him but once that changed then he was thankful once again for the people that god had surrounded him with and he saw that. Hey, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect, mm-hmm. um, and so it is a valuable time for refinement. So it's not. It doesn't come a lifestyle in the way of life. It's a change that leads you to do ministry for the long term. There it is. So we're at the end of the show. Um, I'm
0: going to do something uh, to lighten up the uh, the atmosphere. I posted this thing the other day says, Natalie, she's 99 years old. Advice for the younger generation. Always be happy with yourself and others. (laughs) 90 years old. Mary, 90 years old. Advice for the younger generation. Get a job you enjoy. uh, Lola, 86 years old. Advice for the younger generation. Slow down. Mm -hmm. Doris, 89 years old. Advice for the younger generation. Take more time to enjoy life. That's good wisdom. I know. I posted it. See?
3: I saw it. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I saw it. That's legit. All right, you
0: guys. We love you guys. Um, download the app. Go to whosoever.com. We have products that support our mission uh, to reach this generation with the gospel message. Um, all the past shows with all these guys and many more on the app It's for free. Send in your questions to the whosoever's dot com or to the whosoever social media send a video message or a text message we love you guys thank you guys for being on the show peace
1: this has been live with ryan reese to connect or find out more about ryan click on ryan-reese.com check us out next saturday at 9 p.m for live with ryan Reese.